Welcome to the grant, the EU funding podcast. My name is Nils Turevinder and I am the creator, editor and host of The Grant. My timeline series is going through the proposal process step by step, giving tips, tricks and advice on the Horizon Europe proposal preparation process. I have reached to the actual proposal writing and now it is time to dig into the impact section. I decided to dedicate four episodes to this section because I have some great resources at my hand in my advisory board that covers different aspects. The last two weeks I covered 2.1 projects pathways towards impact together with Melanie Buscher and Barbara Spanner. Now, the next two weeks it is time for chapter 2.2, Measures to Maximize Impact. This is where you describe how you will spread your results, communicate to different segments about your great project and exploit the results for the benefit of your organization, the sector and society. I have written some impact sections myself, but to make sure I get critical mass in these crucial episodes, I have invited Director of Europa Media Gabriela Lovage on board, sharing her career-long experience working with exactly this for clients, communication, dissemination and exploitation, both in writing proposals and implementation. Further, Europa Media is also one of the leading providers of trainings and courses on EU R&D funding. In the first episode, we dig into the EU Commission's outline and directions in the official Horizon Europe proposal template and discuss and reflect the background for the directions and how to interpret them, so you can raise your chances to get the grant. Please enjoy. The grant. Welcome to the grant, the EU funding podcast. Now this will be promoted this episode in in the late summer, early autumn. This week I released my uh, my, my podcast, and uh, so this is the flashback, guys. <laughs> I'm happy. I'm in a good mood, but you all know that because that will also come <laughs> come a little sound bites into the episodes that are released uh, back there in beginning of June. Nah, as you would know by now, I am meticulously. Uh, following a path of dedicating episodes, cracking down the face, each step towards a submission of a proposal from the, you get the basic idea, until you submit the proposal and eventually get funding that I will also cover in some episodes. Um, and uh, in this episode, we are, we are reaching the episodes that are real, real crackers. Um, and they will include several episodes. Uh, here in the beginning, we have just had the excellence chapters. We had two uh, excellence chapters with uh, with Marie uh, Provo, and where we covered the the template and how to attack it. And we will follow the same approach uh, we have reached now in this episode to the impact chapter. And before I say anything else just like with the excellence i have a guest on board gabriel welcome hello welcome everyone <laughs> uh, and and the reason why i have uh, guests on board uh, in these episodes is because i i didn't write that many proposals i, I did some 
uh, where I did set myself uh, with the pen in the hand, but I don't feel on total safe ground to 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 give the 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 authoritative, so to say, uh, advice or tips and tricks. I did some. And that's why I can do this. But I feel much more safe as someone is holding me in the hand in these episodes. Uh, so instead of having solo episodes on this, I have a guest. And it's also much more fun to do. So, um, Gabriel, um, before we, we, we line up what we're supposed to talk about today, maybe... Um, Maybe you give a short introduction to uh, to yourself, uh, who you are, where you work, and where you live. Okay, sure. Thank you. Uh, welcome, everyone, to this podcast, and thank you for the invitation. That was quite a nice surprise. <laughs> I'm Gabriela Lovans. I'm the managing director of Europe Media Nonprofit. Um, if you know Europe Media, you may know that we have been established in. 2003, and we have been implementing projects ever since. I think the first one was launched in 2006 in the field of education, and afterwards we continued to do a lot of different communication and dissemination-related activities within the projects in the field of education, ICT, and some others. And now we do a lot of science communication activities in projects with many different fields. The latest ones are about biodiversity or protein, for example. So a lot of different things. Uh, but also we have a leg on entrepreneurship and startup support and SME development. So quite a lot of things, but the point is always the same. We do try to spread and try to make um, others convinced that they should use the results after the end of the project. Mm -hmm. And you, Open Media, you are one of the first uh, you you were one of the first companies that that took this seriously, so to say, to make a, a, a consultancy out of this specific part with trainings and courses and the dissemination part and so on, right? Indeed, we do training courses since 2004 on an international level and a lot of different, indeed, activities have been done to individual organizations convincing the grants offices why is this important sometimes we succeeded sometimes not but mm -hmm. you will always see the result if you don't take seriously this section then definitely you will not be able to win the proposal and that's a clear sign that you have to pay much more attention to this especially now in horizon europe yeah and and where you uh, where you your, your, your hq was your headquarters Right, headquarters are in Budapest. We have an international team from, I think, uh, Moldova, Romania would be one end, and then Venezuela would be the other end. We have a lot of uh, really good experts from a lot of different countries working with us. But indeed, the headquarters is in Budapest. Uh, are, you, are you the one that, that uh, are you the founder? Not me personally. No, we have an owner. And we have, uh, he is basically the co-founder as well uh, from the very beginning, 1999. He was there when uh, the Environmental Technologies was established and also when Europe Media in 2003 was established. So indeed, he's the co-owner and he's also the owner, full owner now basically of the group of the companies that we represent. We are Europa Media Gionardo Group, officially, this is how we call it, and we have done Sister companies, uh, one is the Giornato that is dealing with environmental and energy related projects. We have Europa Media non-profit that I'm leading and that is dealing 
more with uh, science communication and then we have your Pamelia trainings that is doing the consultancy and the training activities. Uh-huh. And then we have your Pamelia innovations that is dealing with startups and SMEs. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, that's nice. Building building uh, something like this from from uh, from scratch and then just add uh, on the Lego house like this. I like that. Um, and, uh, and let's just, because you are in my advisory board as i call it uh, my friends of the house the friend the, the grand house <laughs> and uh, and yes you are on the advisory board I, I am first of all i'm proud to have you in there <laughs> it's uh, very very nice we and how we met each other many years quite some years ago now when you gave a presentation in in the office where i was sitting uh, the south denmark eu office and it stuck Stock somehow, so you must something you must have done right. What? what why? It, why it you, was actually not an easy company. course because I was alone. I remember that still nowadays. But yes, it was yeah. it was a nice one. Uh, so that's uh, so we we met in Brussels. So that's also you know, like where you these long acquaintances they they kind of stick. So it's uh, I'm happy I'm happy to continue it like this in a more direct way. It's good. Uh, no, I'm too good in chatting. Uh, when I have guests on board before going to the content. So let's... Thanks for that, Greta. We will be talking about the impact uh, section 2.2, measures to maximize impact today. And um, we will talk about... We will we will go through a template and explain it because that's, that's a, a, a science in itself to understand and to... To, both to explain it, but also to understand it, and then to to for people to get a clear picture of what it is they actually w- have to do. So it's a um, it's a it's a good service we will give to people today to um, to yeah to understand that. And we we are simply just going to to break it down. We will start off with talking a little bit about the the, the European Commission starting point. What is it that they actually want with dissemination and communication? Or what are they? What is the whole deal about it? Why do they put so much um, importance into that? Then we and then we will start to explain the table, uh, the, the the template uh, sections. Uh, there are three overall sections, and then we will end up, as I always do in my in my podcast episodes. What's the toughest challenge with this? And um, so let's uh, let's get on with it. The commission starting point, Gabriela, in, in can you in a few sentences sum up, I'm going to challenge you now, can you sum up just shortly what it is that the commission wants, why they put so much effort on the communication, dissemination, and exploitation? What is it? Well, definitely one of the reasons is that for decades, basically, it was true that while we were spending the taxpayers' money, no one really knew what these projects are about, why they are good. And that was not only true for just a regular citizen within one of the EU countries, why the European Commission is investing so much money into research and innovation projects, but in many cases it was also true for those stakeholders who really should know about the results. So. While there were platforms after platforms put together to spread the results, they were really not so widely known on one hand, and second, they were not so widely or efficiently used Mm 
So definitely that needed to be changed. And I suppose that was the starting point from the Commission to pay much more attention to this and also why the consortia started to, to get on board experts on doing this in a much better way. Yeah. What I always, throughout my career, um, when I experienced explaining people about this why this is important first of all it's taxpayers money yeah it's it's something that is it's it's not yours so to say it is but it's you are getting a lot of money uh from taxpayers so that alone gives you an obligation to to make sure that what you get funding for is actually something that comes out into the real world, that it makes a change, that it makes a, a difference, uh, the money that's thrown after you. Exactly. Uh, yeah. If, and that's and and so this is this is this is actually like actually maybe maybe from the commission's point of view, it's equally important as the technology part itself and it, you can translate it into the points they give they they are equal uh, they don't you know like they're equally worth uh, the amount of points you get for the impact section as for the excellence section meaning you should put you should put an intellectual effort into to to breaking down how how you can how your great idea it's not just something that would be in a specific machine that will be used in, in three companies and that's that, but it's something that actually makes a change on all the levels that we will slowly work ourselves through when we come to, um, to the, we will touch it. We will get on, we will, all, all the, all the impact levels that the commission want with the environment and energy and, and societal change and so on and so forth. I think it was also true for the previous framework program, but what changed, and probably everyone will listen to that as one, how the logic of the description of the impact changed on one hand, and second, how the reporting system changed on it, how the, how the monitoring will be happened now on dissemination communication expedition activities. Do that you know that? Week, of course, yeah. <laughs> we, we have access to the continuous <laughs> reporting already. Uh, the, the first projects that started in, in Horizon Europe they have already existed continuous reporting and um yeah there is there's a change for sure yeah. it, it is very similar to what the commission introduced actually in their original webinars as well and, and tables so no major changes compared uh to that but it it, it makes it different actually how you will write those proposals next time also. but i think as for the commission starting point i think we those are the most important things yeah it's, it's about it's about making sure that 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 you get out into the real world actually i have an anecdote that shows uh what the commission thinks about these things and that's and that's a long time ago when i started in this sector working with this i i um i just i got a job in the danish uh danish agency for science technology and innovation under the danish ministry of science science technology and innovation um and they were they were implementing a a um, nfp6 project uh, that had it was i'm not going to go into detail that because it's going to be too long but it was a project that wanted to investigate where innovation comes from so there was all, all the way to to elementary school uh, 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 colleges 
and universities and SMEs and industries and so on. So it was quite ambitious project in investigating how does innovation come about, so to say. Now, the, that's not the point. What, so what I want to come to is that what this project had done when they wrote out the project and made out the concept was that there was a huge focus on uh, being public. So they, make, they made uh, a sort of a, a the, the project was circulating around public events. That was some of the main activities they did. They made a circus tent in, in, in Riga and Latvia. They made huge public events in Milano with uh, with the publication on the trams and so on. You And they made a huge event in, in Copenhagen. Uh, I don't even remember exactly what they did in Copenhagen, but it was public. Huh? And Berlin, it was also very, they did it in the Technical University of Berlin in the middle of the city with schools kids but they also did you know like activities out in the street where people could see sort of open lavish people could come and look now what i want to come to is that commission loved it they loved that that every almost everything that was going on the project was extremely public so they kept inviting us to stuff uh, to present it and so on they uh, yeah and this is this is exactly what i want to want to reach that that if you can this is this shows what the commission thinks about these things. They really want, they love when projects they put an effort into making sure that you get out there, that people can see what you are doing with a project that comes out into the real street, comes out out into the real world. Yes, but it's not that easy. <laughs> it's not, and it's all. It's also related, of course, to what kind of project you you are doing. No. Let's um, let's. Uh, I have I have a squeak. I have a squeaking chair. Uh, so <laughs> I always have to try to sit still so it doesn't come with on the recording. But not always that successful with that. No. Let's let's dig into the template. And I know you have it open there in front of you. I kind of put it into the rundown and and summed it up. But let's let's have a look. It's the impact chapter two point two measures to maximize impact and it's divided into what three sections so you have the you have the dissemination communication exploitation then you have the strategy and then you have the summary table right well you have the ipr as a separate section i would definitely highlight this as separate. yeah good i think i have put it in under the strategy but not right yes consider strategy on ipr yes sure so let's have a look at the dissemination and communication and exploitation section. And maybe, maybe we start with, because you do this all the time, maybe we or you try to shortly explain the difference between the three elements. Right. Because it is important that these three things actually are not the same. So the template says, describe the plan measures to maximize the impact of your project by providing the first version of your plan for the dissemination and exploitation, including communication activities. And interestingly, this plan uh, for dissemination and exploitation, including communication, is underlined. Uh, the reason for that is that this is a change compared to the previous framework programs. Previously, you needed to discuss dissemination and exploitation strategies separately and communication actions and plans separately. Mm -hmm. Now, why is that? So, 
before I explain the difference between these three, maybe just let's go through the sentence itself, because mm. it uh, ends with describe the dissemination, exploitation, and communication measures that are planned, and the target groups addressed, and then there are examples, scientific community, and users, financial actors, and public at large. So the difference is, right, that communication is included now into the overall strategy, while we should understand that communication and dissemination is not exactly the same. Mm -hmm. While there are measures and tools that would be serving the purpose of dissemination or a communication, it really makes a difference what kind of message we use when we're using the tool, what is exactly the purpose of the action itself, and to whom exactly we are talking to, and what kind of style we are using when we're talking or disseminating, basically. Now, dissemination, you always disseminate the result to a specific target group. Mm -hmm. So you want to say them something specific about something that the project has put together, with the purpose to convince them that they should use the result. Exactly. And this is this is the importance difference from communication because communication is more like a more that's your website, so to say. That's um, that's that's if you can get some 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 things into local media or regional media, if you can Exactly that's, that's, communication is when you explain what has happened in the project, why it has happened, and what is the benefit. But you are not really thinking specifically, I should explain this result to the scientific community within biodiversity. No, I have to use a text, language, and style that is understandable for the expert within biology, and also it is understandable to any of the citizens who may be checking a poster or some kind of an article within the general press. And that is a major difference, right? Because we have to be able to, to make ourselves understood to a lot of different audiences in the same time with the same message. And the message is much more what we talked about, that this is taxpayers' money. Mm -hmm. And this whole project is about creating a better life for this community or that community for this geographical region or for this sector or that sector, basically still making an important European benefit. Also, that's a very specific thing indeed. And of course, yes, you want to do for the technology users, right? Some kind of, some kind of a demonstration or really transferring that knowledge that is important for them that is coming out of the project. For a scientific community, maybe students within their master's studies, you would do a different kind of training course. If you want to introduce how that actually has an effect on the standardization procedure, for example, that the, that the technology is bringing, then you do a completely different again training course for those who may be interested in building up a new standard out of that. And that's the difference then. It's not just necessarily wider public, maybe that's also something that may be confusing sometimes in the sense that communication generally is targeted at different audiences. In the sense that if you want, for example, to, to tell about a specific result to the wider public, you could do dissemination to the wider public oh, yeah. about something that they should be then using on an everyday basis. Would it be a phone application? Would it be something else? So you could do dissemination to the wider public. Communication is that you are not really specifying 
the target group and not really specify. Yeah, that's actually a good point. Say, for instance, a overall benefit in energy saving device for radiators uh, that you would send out broadly to people. How how to use that? Uh, if there needs to be specific guidance on that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Very good. Excellent. Thanks. Now, do you have anything you want to add? Uh, Exploitation, right? <laughs> that, that's the third thing, right? That we should explain also maybe uh, in basic terms. Exploitation is about using those results. So, dissemination should result in exploitation. In if you do the job well, right? So if you organize a policy workshop, then you do a really nice dissemination activity. But if the policymakers invited there would not take the evidence with themselves and would not introduce in their national committee meetings that they have in the national parliament, then you did not achieve anything basically that you wanted. So if dissemination is not resulting in the use of the results, then unfortunately the efforts were not not efficient enough or not effective enough. And that's probably the toughest expedition result that I could have introduced because indeed policymakers are the toughest ones so in most of the cases to, to, to be convinced to use the results of the project. But I'm, I suppose I'm using that because the Commission is paying so much attention now uh, on the policymaking factor. They even introduced one specific sentence for this in the, in the proposal template. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's something to to of course take um, take into consideration. If we look at the exploitation from a uh, the th so the things you need to do exploitation that's simply getting out with your result. How do you take advantage of the result, so to say, afterwards? And it can be many different ways. It can be commercially. It can be politically. It can be research. It can it can be it, the, it can be always the most important thing is that how will you milk <laughs> how, how how will you milk your results what, where it's going to go will it be a new license will it be a new thriving research uh, area so to say will there come new institutes whatever you're like research money flowing towards this area will it be a huge commercial success with uh, uh, flowing into all not only the the sector you are investigating in your project but also complementary sectors and so on because there's a generic value and all these things values money how much money do you think you're going to make how much uh energy are you going to save how much of the environment are you going to how less emissions will you cost that's very the concrete the exploitation side it's facts 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 figures 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 and but we will get back to this when we will talk about it in the episode follow in the next one where we talk about how to fill it in. But it's the idea to shed a little light before we, we, we stick to the template that many people, they are hesitating putting into how much money they will earn <laughs> because they think, Ooh, it's bad to say that I'm just going to make a lot of profit from this. But in with the commission, it's the other way around. They want you to make profit. <laughs> uh, the idea is that they want you to show how you can break through uh, with a ingenious new technology to lift that part of the sector in the global competition within that. So it, broadly lifting the competition level of, of, of Europe within that sector that you're dealing with vis-a-vis -vis America. Uh, exactly. They want you to create. They want you to create the opportunities. They want to, want 
you to create the options, right, for the SMEs to create the benefits. But you have to be careful here also not to destroy the market and the conditions within. And probably also that is why, because it's not so easy and you probably need to see some of the results already being developed in order to see how, how that balance can be kept. And maybe that is why that now the, the business plan doesn't have to be part of the proposal itself. <laughs> oh, maybe because the commission realized that researchers have no idea how to write a business plan. That's also kind of an issue. But of course, um, I think that was a good move that the uh, that the business plan, you know, summary doesn't have to be now fully part of the proposal unless, unless of course, you want to include that because the commercialization route is so clear for you. Yeah. That's the trick with the templates when you when you make things generic. That for some projects it's difficult. The the research and innovation uh, actions that's that's tricky to sometimes to to uh, to make the ones who are writing it understand how how you should profile such a section, and they're not used to it. That's the thing. Uh, as a private consultant helping. Uh, with this you know it just like me but you know it better than me because you're an expert on it i've also been do this is the section if i've been writing then i've been 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 helping a little bit on this one and it's 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 tricky if the group is is non-commercial or if you the ones that are dealing with it are then yeah it it's it can be difficult to make a good critical mass towards the text you write so to say it can also be difficult to collect the data from the partners that they because they don't really understand what to forward. Yeah. It's um, also, it's they need a good workshop, yes, uh, for having a good understanding of this. Exactly. Let me just I'm just having a look at the rundown here. I I put in a note that the commission, but maybe it's actually for the for the for the practical episode when we talk about how to fill it in but this the idea that that it started to become very generic what the commission received on from uh, in projects in proposals what people wrote there yes it's too much a copy paste uh, section yes for the for the projects this section and that's why they don't think they need an expert uh, to fill it in um but maybe we should take it in the second half unless we have the, is there anything in relation to the template, how they build it up, that is an answer to that? I think so, in the sense that the the text itself, how the instruction uh, is formalized, I think it shows that the commission wants something specific. Maybe what we can say is that they have they have the commission has upped their game, so to say, on the on the impact section, right? Well, that's for sure. Yes, they they uh, have really underlined not just by words but also by by the way that they have changed the whole impact section from horizon 2020 to horizon europe that they they don't they do not want a standard section copy paste sections anymore they is it now we we we, we from horizon from fp6 to fp7 to horizon 2020 we have kept putting more and more uh, emphasis on on the impact section but somehow <laughs> all the all the users out there they just keep finding a way to make copy paste section but they re they you they really want some reflected critical mass strong 
content in that section now. That's that's the, I think the message by the way that they have done it. No. Yes, I mean I'm not super happy, of course, with the section because they got us only five pages, which is really not not a lot. So you know, an organization dealing with with this on an everyday basis, it's definitely not that easy to to put together in five pages. We normally start with around eleven and then try to to cut it into half. You know. At least half of it. So um, yes, uh, the template needs to be taken really seriously. What exactly you put in here, and you cannot leave out any of those uh, responses and answers to the to the specific questions. And there is a reason why all of this is really well instructed in the sense, you know, what you have to remember of why there is uh, a definition, explanation on things. So so yes. All of these sections have a purpose, what they included here. Uh, I think I at this time, this would be, I think it would be aired. I have my sending plan. I think it's in late August or beginning September. I hope that the, 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 the commission is listening <laughs> because indeed, uh, I think for the evaluators, it's nice. They only have to, uh, to read what, 45 pages. Yes. Uh, uh, but indeed, it's um, there is a um, there's a paradox with the fact that they it's like they really really rattled the case right with the impact section two point two is the one that stayed fairly stable. There are some changes, but it's not the two point one, which I will have another episode with another uh, from the advisory board on. That's what really got uh, a total. A refurbishment uh, which is uh, very very complex to deal with for everybody uh, and that and then you, you scale down the pages it's oh damn it you know it's it's uh, it's it's uh, it's really putting people under pressure uh, the ones that are trying to fir first get their head, head around how on earth uh, what is it they actually want and then second you, you need to cram it in <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah I don't know who you will talk to on, on the work plan, but I think that was the most painful part for me. So that the actual work that you need to implement was also cut into a lot of less pages than it and than it should be. And then you're spending six million based on fourteen pages, which is I think a really tough thing when you get there. It's uh, I I did I actually this is I would be quite qualified when I reached to the implementation uh, and work package description part because I did that a lot uh, together uh, with with a colleague but I was uh, over that a lot uh, so I haven't I haven't decided yet who to do it with I'm not going to do it myself uh, well, I will see yeah, can you do it I mean I can do it but there are also other experts of course out there so uh, it's good to have a variety actually you know perspectives on things yeah I will try to see with some of the other people I think actually Jesus if you hear us another <laughs> 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 guy from the advisory board he's a, he's a very experienced proposal writer I think I will check with him no <laughs> yeah I will get back to you <laughs> no I think we covered the No, I mean that that's that's kind of the starting sentence anyway that we covered so far. So, I must 
it's important it's important to to say to the listeners you are always welcome to reach out in uh, in the grand linkedin form that's why that's why i made it uh i just made it as we speak now that's why we are the time time and space is uh, is weird here because i'm i'm recording this in june but now uh, the the linkedin the the linkedin form has just been been uh, been kicked off but that's hopefully the the discussions are, are, are well thriving when you listen to this here in in, in autumn uh, but the idea is check always reach out ask questions in there for sure yes no i would be happy to answer it. just tag tag me please don't forget to tag me and then i will receive automatically the message sure yeah let's on to move on to the strategy the the second uh out of the the three sections that wait because i told you that all of these small things are important within the instructions so just to highlight that uh, the instructions are saying that we have to submit the detailed plan for dissemination exploitation including communication by month six and that is an official deliverable so let's not forget that there is a definition on communication also here, so it's basically saying what we have just discussed. And then what is important, all measures should be proportionate to the scale of the project and should contain concrete actions to be implemented both during and after the end of the project. Now please remember that there is an after the end of the project in the instructions. So before we never really dealt with it and we said that yes, yeah, we have the four years obligations afterward, but still no one is really checking that. So nothing will happen to us if we forget that there is a website and we should go and use the results. No, now this is not the case in Horizon Europe. So this part, what should be happening after the end of the project with communication dissemination expectation will be really, so to say, in-depth evaluated also. Yeah. Uh, when they read the proposal, and then the commission will monitor what you do. So here, definitely, you should not leave out this section. Yeah. There is a huge commitment from the consortium side, and they need to understand also, because it's also true, the dissemination of your package leader understands that there is a commitment and obligation after. All of the other partners, it's not necessarily true, so to say. So let's make sure that we include this in the proposal, and all of the partners understand that they have a part of this. Yeah. It's uh, we'll probably touch upon it in the second part, uh, but yes, uh, this this matter of commitment and understanding of the importance of the the what you put in here, it's it's uh, it's it's always a challenge, uh, often a challenge. Um, yes. And what you just said, thanks, because I forgot. Even though I've been sitting and writing, <laughs> writing exactly, <laughs> but yes, but it's also it also shows a little. It shows a little bit if we zoom a little bit out on the back curtain what the commission wants with all this. They they don't want all these these dead websites after project goes out, or they don't want things to 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 go. You know, they want things to live and move on in one way or the other. That that the efforts that they have invested in is not withering away. You know, it's a sort of 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 making people understand. Hey, you you get a lot of money, and it's not just that. And then that then then you move on to something else. You need to find a way to make this run. Because it's not just us giving you, you know, the, you know, it's not just here you have money. Ah, you know, it's 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 understanding a little bit more into the stomach as a project partner. This needs to move on. 
So we need to find a way what's going to happen afterwards. Then you can write all sorts of things into that that you will apply for local or regional funding, or you might find other ways of, 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 of letting things move on. But at least that uh, intellectually, you need to, you're forced to reflect what you're supposed, because you put it into the proposal and the commission is going to hold you accountable for that. So. Yes, they do. And they have now a system how to do that. So yes, we have to be here. <laughs> <laughs> No, we need to. Right. Uh, it's, uh, I thought it would be a short episode, but it's it's already moving nicely a long time wise. <laughs> so let's move on. Let's try to. But move I'm trying. Yes, yes, exactly. So um, definitely, yes. Let's pay attention on each and every target group because they mention it also in the instructions, and they mention it especially for innovation actions. That if it's relevant then a plausible path to commercialize the innovations is an important thing. So I suppose also that is why all the researchers should understand what innovation means also within Horizon Europe and how they should consider it, take into consideration when they write the proposal um, methodology, so to say, uh, down all of the, the key elements of their concept, why they are doing these things and what exactly they want to do with that after the end of the project. Because researchers, of course, do that for advancing the knowledge within the scientific field, which is perfectly fine, of course. But uh, there has to be a more in-depth consideration now how that, how that research will be used also by others and why is that good for everyone. And that's also going back actually to the impact part. So yes, of course, 2.1 and 2.2 are connected. And then there are new things within the proposal template that was not there before. So if exploitation is expected primarily in non-associated third countries, justify by explaining how that exploitation is still in the union's interest. So I suppose from previous podcasts, it is clear which countries are the non-associated third countries. And the Commission doesn't have any specific issue with implementing these projects there. And of course, giving out benefits for the for the local communities and the local sectors, but the benefit has to come back also into the EU. So it's important also to consider. And another one that is also kind of a new element here that was also important before, but now it is highlighted. And based on the grant agreement preparation phases that I have gone through now, the Commission is even asking you to put in certain measures within the grant agreement preparation phase to cover this part is describe possible feedback to policy measures generated by the project that will contribute to designing, monitoring, reviewing, and rectifying, if necessary, existing policy and programmatic measures shaping and supporting the implementation of new policy initiatives and decisions. Quite a long sentence for mm -hmm. saying one thing, we have to plan with it in each and every project. doesn't matter what the project is about. We have to have something like that. And the Commission is uh, even asking actually to have some policy recommendations that they can circulate within the Commission sometimes. That is kind of an interesting approach as well. Yeah, I guess it's from the Commission's point of view, that's that's a return on investment for them. Huh. Yeah. No, for I mean, the they, the of course, it was, it was visible that the evidence coming out from this project are actually shaping um, the policies. So it's yeah. a good thing, of course, but they needed more and more to 
to make sure, of course, that all the perspectives are, are taken into consideration, I suppose. And then, yes, of course, the strategy for managing the intellectual property for senior protection measures, such as patents, design rights, copyright, trade secret, and how these would be used to support exploitation. Now, the Commission has, of course, given its own definition for exploitation, and also within the grant agreement, it is specifically mentioned that uh, all of the beneficiaries should cons consider direct and indirect exploitation rules, which also means that the Commission is fine you selling, for example, the results, the ownership on the results that you have, or licensing them out, or maybe establishing a, a new company, a spin-off or a startup, and they would be responsible for exploiting. All of that is, of course, a possibility. You do not have to keep everything to yourself and then make sure that you will be integrating that into your everyday research practices or training and educational practices. So direct and indirect exploitation is also fine, but you definitely need to consider indirect measures as well. And that is basically the job of the technology transfer offices, or it doesn't really matter how you call them, but uh, you know those innovation advisors, innovation managers, and technology transfer people who will be then supporting, of course, the consideration for this indirect exploitation. And that, in the IPR management, of course, is an important factor how if you, you want. How do, how do you define uh, indirect exploitation? That you don't do that. You you do that with the help of a certain external organization outside okay. your organization. Yeah. This section, it's very... This is about getting things super audit so to say it's about making sure that you everything that you know, like the patents uh, that everything is okay uh, that you have concrete things that will come out and you know how to deal with those results formally patents licenses whatever everything everything around this setup it's it's uh, um, it's about making sure that legally everything that comes out you have a fully on top in your consortium how that's going to happen and also in, if there are any dangers around it um, where there might uh, come problems with with copyrights whatever it, trade secrets and stuff like this it's 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 this is simply about i think from the commission side securing the results coming out that you are on top of that as a consortium. You know exactly how to secure your results afterwards. Yeah. Of course, but it has to be also balanced out with the open science requirements. So, of course, the key is not just the ownership and, of course, how you deal with that, so joint or single ownership protection and so on, but also how you give access to that key knowledge then afterwards. Open science? Of course, I mean, open science, right? It, I suppose you have discussed in very much in detail under the methodology section in the proposal. But of course, there's a good reason, of course, why, you know, the CEOs have been horizontally becoming really important, also in Horizon 2020 and now especially in, in Horizon Europe. And there are those mandatory practices, of course, that we need to comply with good. But the Commission has this, you know, very nice list for the optional <laughs> 
open science practices that the consortium needs to decide on and agree on the principles and they need to be committed to the open science practices but still as open as possible as close as necessary so if needed because of privacy issues because of ethical issues because of commercialization options definitely we need to put it here why something is then super confidential definitely not giving access to anyone maybe based on a specific agreement that we that we sign with them and only them they can get access to something but yes uh first protection and afterwards we start disseminating or exploiting it's always an important part it it of course comes at the end of the section so to say but yes all of those results in order to be successfully exploited and disseminated first need to be properly protected and yes have this legal protection well ensured indeed uh there's um there's a new uh again point within the proposal template instructions and that refers to the result ownership list that is a new thing within horizon so if your project is selected you must indicate the owners of the results in the final periodic report within this result ownership list that is part of the period uh, that is part of sorry, the continuous reporting section now this result ownership list but only at the very end of the project you need to fill in and it's an interesting table it may be considered to to use something similar also in the proposal I think it's um, it's it's good for the explanation of the of the section. I think we uh, I think we we have it. Um, I plan I plan on for for open science and the gender part. I'm I think I'm going to make specific episodes on that. Actually, that's a good idea. Yes, um, just because they are something that is really scaled up in importance from the commission side. So it's. It would be good to have somebody who really knows something about it to um, to to explain uh, to to give people some more critical mass, so to say, in there when they sit and work with these things. So. Let's just uh, because we are slowly running out of time. Yeah, yeah, this of episode. Course, yeah, what what I always do is that I'm not cutting things, uh, but I just want I just keep a little bit the time time discipline now uh, compared to my former interview episodes. Now the summary table that's a new uh, thing that they introduced in this part of the template, and and everybody so it's a summary table for the full for the full impact section. So it's not only for two point two. Indeed, yes, it summarizes all of the key impacts as well. Uh, we call it rather impact canvas. It's, I think it's a better name than the summary, but <laughs> yeah, I'm just now but looking anyway. at the at the proposal I wrote where I wrote the uh, the majority of the impact section, and it was uh, that was um, when was that last winter, spring? When was that? I even forgot. When did we submit this? Ah, that that no autumn, early late summer and early autumn. This was not funded, but it was. I think I got four points, uh, for the impact section. Um, That's good. Yeah, the thing was, no, I was working as a consultant at the time, and I was involved in several proposals with different proposal writers on them. Eh? I was sort of the 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 one that was 
pulling everything together and, and sort of helping where I could and so on and making sure things were kept on time, but also digging a little bit into the content. But with this summary table, everybody did it differently. <laughs> everybody was 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 looking for a way how to uh, how to do it just for for the to enlighten the listeners. What the commission did with the template. Uh, what they didn't have before is that at the end of the impact section they want a summary table where you sum up everything related to the impact the imp all the important things in relation to the impact section yeah uh, and they have have put them into different categories that you have to have uh, specific needs expected results uh, dissemination exploitation communication measures target groups outcomes and impacts yeah yes now of course, you shouldn't get too creative with the sections in the sense that the Commission gave you uh, also in their introductions uh, two specific logics how you can fill in the, the impact canvas table. Come with them. One, that you start with the specific needs and then you identify one specific need and then you go section by section and in one row you basically explain. So first you explain the specific need then you go with the target group, then you go with the results, then you go with the dissemination, exploitation, communication section, then with the outcomes, and then with the impact. Mm -hmm. So there is a logic, you know, how you put that together. So, of course, user assessment is the starting point, right? So user assessment, of course, first you need the target group and you need the need. Mm -hmm. And out of that, you have to tell as a next step what exactly is the result then will meet this particular need. Then you explain how do you reach out to them and how do you convince them to use the result in what specific way, what kind of benefit it will create in the short to medium term, that's the outcomes, and then how it will become a sustainable long-term impact, and that's the impact part. So you can have one row with all of the six sections together. The other version, of course, is maybe easier or maybe uh, more logical, and that is that you fill in, of course, with all of the key results, with all of the key needs, with all of the key outcomes and impacts, of course, the section by section, but still the order is the same. So you have to start with the needs and the target groups, then you move on with the results, then you take the dissemination, exploitation, communication, then you take the outcome, and then you take the impact, which is not super logical in the sense that the Commission gave a different, uh, basically two-page version of this one. It's um, the what is really tricky uh, with this one is I think for for the ones that I saw, people tried to take the things that they have have, have put up had already written, and try to take the, the 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 synthesize that and put it there. So so that's for for most of the of the ones I can see here, and then then for the impacts, there you have that. Um, the levels that they have in 2.1 impacts here. Uh, you, scientific, yeah, impact, scientific factors, impact yes. economic, technological, and social. With the indicators for the, for the key impact factors. Yeah. Yes. And those are all things that will be explained when I have the episode 2.1. So we're not going to dig into that. It's just, it's a quite complex table. Now, my question to you is because these are sensitive, sometimes sensitive information that people, but I would love to have an example that I can share on the website I have so people can can see a way to do it. Uh, have you got an, uh, something you 
can share. It's perfectly okay to say no because you're a private company. You live out of these things. Exactly. And it's not just that, but it's that, of course, we write all of these proposals in some consortium, right? So yeah, you it doesn't matter if I'm understand. writing it as a consultant. It doesn't matter if I'm writing it as a partner. This is their property as yeah. well. So yeah. I should get the approval from everyone. So what I can do is to give out an example that we use in the training courses. Oh, yeah. Training slide. Excellent. That That is a possibility. Yeah. My and of course, it doesn't have all right, of course, in it, but it has at least kind of a logic, you know, how to. How that to would be absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Absolutely fantastic. Because one thing is us, you and me sitting and talk about it. Maybe people, they sit with the template in front of them. Maybe we should also put the template on my website. I mean, definitely. It has an example. It, it's not that easy to understand the examples through the, the airports, but at least, you know, it, it has some good things indeed. Because if you if you haven't started the process yet and you don't if you haven't entered the participant portal and downloaded the package, sometimes then here at least people can get an initial idea without uh, going through the maze because it is a maze the first time understanding how to get these document packages out. Uh, so that would be a good service if I could just have have the have the template also on the side. No, that's that. Anything else on the summary table we need to it to cover? No, I think so. You you definitely shouldn't underestimate the time that is needed to fill this in. Ooh. And you will probably have Indeed. different versions uh, until until you arrive at the end. You know, till the end, actually, the last version that you will really submit. I was so lucky that I, as I mentioned, I was involved in four different or five proposals at the same time where I could sort of see how other people did it. So I could, I was, and I was, it was super busy. My colleague, she had had to step out of the proposal process. She was the main writer a week before. <laughs> and I had to step in as from being the one that made everything all strings falling together and helping everywhere I could. The quite busy process, then stepping into the writing process. Ah, yeah, that's that was not optimal, but that's just how it is sometimes. Or often when you write proposals. <laughs> yeah, it happens, yeah. Also a week before you can make serious changes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did. We it got it got much higher grade than I had expected. Uh, but it's uh, unfortunately we didn't get through. But it's that's just how it is. But we actually got a good score. No. <laughs> Last element before we uh, before we uh, we cut off and go uh, before we move into the second part, the toughest challenge. What's the toughest challenge with this table, with the with the template to deal with? Is it the complexity, or is it the the changes that they made that you need to pay really specific, uh, close eye on the nitty gritty details? Or what would you say? I think indeed, yeah, the toughest challenge is to, to read carefully and understand all of those small details that are there. Because if you do what you used to do in the past, you can easily get a, I don't know, 12, so to say. But that's not going to get you the funding. That was also true towards the end of Horizon 2020. No matter how good the proposal was, if you were not excellent and if the commitment was not there into all of the discussions to figure out 
how exactly that is going to happen, how exactly we will reach out to this one or that one and so on. And it, of course, it's not the details that the researchers are interested in. They are happy to allocate all of their attention to the section one, which is, of course, really good that they do that. But they, they need to pay attention also to the other parts because there is no consultant who can figure it out. They have to squeeze out from their mind. And that's a good bridge to the second part that you and me will record in one string, but it will be the next episode for you guys to listen to. So um, I agree with that. And I I think for me, the toughest challenge, if just share my two cents, so to say, I think, I think the toughest challenge uh, with the 2.2 was uh, making sure that the changes could fit into the pages <laughs> right but that's that's actually for the next for the next episode because that's practically uh, writing the section itself but i think for me toughest challenge on the template to understand the nitty-gritty nitty small details that they added and the the complexity uh realizing the complexity of, of how the section would change from what i was used to do Gabriel, uh, let's uh, let's have a short break, um, and then I will uh, make a, a new template in my recording here, so we can make the second section. So, thanks for joining. Uh, thanks for listening to the end, all of you, Gabriela. Thanks for for this part. We will continue talking in a second, but thanks for this. Um, Thank you. Bye, everyone. And see you in the second part. Bye. You have been listening to The Brand, the EU funding podcast.